and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Good morning, everyone, and let me be the first to greet you a happy new year. I trust that you all had a great celebration and that much of what we do, even as we end a year, is, uh, and even as we start a new one, is to just look back at God's goodness. And I'm sure uh, as we, last year we were talking about how we are believing God for so much miracles and praying that you all receive your miracles. And in fact, I believe some of you are still looking forward to more of God's miracle as we move uh, forward in our, in our lives. But as we start this year, we have our theme for this year is holiness. This year we want to have a biblical understanding of God's holiness. And that our goal is that through that, as we have a deeper uh, look at God's holiness, we will glorify Him more and more. And that it would cause a transformation in our hearts. And of course, there would, it would produce in us missional passion. And so as we start this year, let me read to you a scripture found in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 16. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the testing so that the tested genuineness of your, of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Concerning the salvation, the prophet who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the suffering of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look. Verse 13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, 
do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Father, we again come before you and ask humbly that you open your word so that we, by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, would be able to understand what you're saying to us today. And we ask that even as you open our minds and our hearts to your word, give us also grace to be able to live out what you're saying in your word for your glory. Help us to live a life that is set apart for your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You know, this, uh, the passage of Scripture that I read to you could be divided into major, into two major parts. Verses 3 to about verses 12 is talking about how God in His goodness has saved us, that we are living this life that, is, that we are born again and that we have so much hope in Him. It's even commending us about how though we do not know, do not see him, we believe and love him. So all of these common, all of this is about what God really has done for us, his goodness in our lives, saving us. But the next part, verses 13 to 16, is about how we should respond to God's goodness. In fact, in verse 16, it talks about how we should live a holy life that we should be holy as God is holy. And that word holy simply means this, to be set apart. That God is a God who is none, who is like no other. In fact, we began worship time today by reading a text in Exodus during the time that the Israelites were freed from the bondage of Egypt. And one of the things they sang to God is this, who is like you, O Lord? Because there's indeed no one like our God. He's holy other. And that, that's why he's called a holy God. But when it comes to us, it's, what it means is that we are then a people who is set apart. Set apart for what then? Set apart for his purpose. Set apart for his glory. And that's why when you look at how Peter started his letter, he talked about the goodness of God, how God saved us. But He saved us for a purpose. He saved us so we would live a life that is set apart, that is different from how the world conducts itself. Now, how do we then, how does, how does Peter talk about living this holy life? Well, in this passage of scripture, particularly in verse 13, which we will focus on, it talks about how do we prepare ourselves to live this holy life. Verse 13 talks about certain truths that leads up to verse 16, which talks about us being holy because God is holy. So let's focus on verse 13 as we start this year. It says, therefore, therefore, meaning now that God has saved us, now that God has given us this new life, has set us apart. It says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. That 
we are to, that, that word prepare your minds, the word prepare in its original form actually means to gird up your loins. Now, it's very hard to explain what gird up your loins is. Probably it would be better for you to watch a YouTube video to, sh to, to be able to show you what gird up your loins mean or what it looks like. But it's basically this. During those times, people wore robes. And we know when we are wearing a robe, we are not able to move about quickly. We are not able to run. We're not able to move freely up and about. And so what basically girding up your loin does is that it turns your robe into a pants by, by a certain action. Again, watch it in YouTube if you want to. But it's basically how we get the modern day pants. It's how a robe is turned into a pants. And, what, and the reason you do that is, that is so that when there's a task at hand, you are on, on focus, inattention, and alert. And as we start this year, as we seek to live a life that is set apart, as, to seek, as we seek God's will and purpose for our lives that, so that we may live a life that is different and wholly other, it's good for us, just like what Peter said, to prepare our minds for action. And that's why next week we are going to do prayer and fasting together. That is one of the ways we prepare our minds. That I know we have so many things we want to do, but it's important that our minds are prepared before we even engage in action. And it is our prayer that during this time of prayer and fasting, and consecration and seeking God, it's, it would cause our hearts and our minds to be aligned to God's will. You know, most of the time, um, even if we don't intentionally want to do this, we tend to pray and fast. And we want God to align with our plans and our will. It is our hope that during this time of prayer and fasting, as we prepare our, our hearts and our mind to do God's will and to have a life that is set apart for Him, it is our prayer that this prayer and fasting would be a time that we would align our hearts, our mind, and our will to Him, to His will, to His, to His purpose, so that when we do engage in action, it would be something that is glorifying to Him. It's something that is pleasing to God. Hopefully, we understand that a life that is set apart is a life that is set apart to please Him. Second, it talks about not just preparing our minds for action, but being sober-minded. What does it mean to be sober-minded? Now, the opposite of a sober mind is an intoxicated mind. In fact, a sober mind is what is used to describe someone who is not intoxicated with alcohol. And we know that whenever we're intoxicated with alcohol, one of the things that happens to us is that it impairs our judgment. It impairs our decision-making. It impairs our action. And what um, Peter was saying to the people, to the church, or to those who he was writing to, that in the midst of trials, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of challenges that we, they will be facing, in, in, the, in the face of the harshness of life even, you know, even in verses 3 to, to 12, 
Peter was talking about how life can be difficult and challenging, that there are trials that we are going to face. And we are to be sober-minded. Meaning, I hope there will be nothing that intoxicates our mind. We're not just talking about alcohol. There are so many things that intoxicates us. Success can intoxicate us. Our, our giftings, our abilities, how we think how good we are. Many things can intoxicate us. Money can intoxicate us. And when these things come, it impairs our judgment. How many of you can attest to the fact that sometimes fame can intoxicate a person? Money can intoxicate us. It can impair our judgment, our decision-making, even our will, even our actions. And so this time of prayer and fasting that we're going to have this, as we start this year, it is our hope that it really sets our heart and prepares us to be wholly set apart for God's purpose and will for His life. Let nothing cause our, our thoughts, our actions to be impaired. Let nothing intoxicate us, hopefully, as we start this year. And last but not the least is this, to set our hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, this last thing in verse 13 is a bit difficult to grasp because it talks about the future. But basically what it really says is do not set our hopes to what is temporal, to what is not temporary, but to what is eternal. In fact, it has a direct connection to verse 4 of chapter 1, which says that, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. What the Word of God is saying is that even as we set to live a life that is holy, that is set apart for God, it's good that we put our hope in the things that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. That we would not set our hope on the things of this world, you know, there's so many things that the world will offer to us. And I'm sure there's so many things that you're asking God for, things that you want to obtain. And it's not wrong to obtain these things. But just like what the Word says, we do not put our hope in these things. Whatever God gives us in this world are merely tools, hopefully. Merely things that or instruments that we can use to glorify Him tools or means by which we could live a life that is set apart for His purpose. So even as we start this year, it is my prayer that we all gather together and prepare to set, first of all, to prepare our minds for action, to be sober-minded, and to set our hope fully on the grace that will be brought to us at the revelation of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me pray. Father, today we thank you that even as we prepare ourselves this year, Lord, we ask that we would set our minds, prepare our minds towards your will, your purpose. I pray that this prayer and fasting would be a time that we would align ourselves to you, not to twist your arm to do something for us, but really us saying, what can we do for you, Lord, that we are here to serve you, we are here for your purpose and honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.
Let me send you out with this verse, verses from Jude. Jude 24 to 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen and amen. God bless you. You are now sent out. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.